Welcome back to From the Backseat Football Podcast. We're back. The original lineup is here. It's been a little while actually since we've done any recording, so it's nice to be back in the hot seat. We're covering all the Premier League games, minus two. The main one being North London Derby weekend, Arsenal versus Tottenham, a very tasty affair. Some other games that we're going to talk about. I've kind of given up on intros and we're just going to run with it. So Fair enough. I'm joined, as always, but not always, by Jack. Hello, hello everyone. Yeah, I enjoyed working with Ash, but it's good to have Hugh back. He's he's a more experienced pro. We've gone with the safe hands this yeah. week. You know? As that intro shows you, very this is, this is a solid very podcast. This is a guy who knows how to do it. Yes, drinking my madri as well. Whilst <laughs> we're very professional. Mm-hmm. I was about to cheer you. Cheers. Cheers, lad. Right, so <laughs> this is the first time, I think this is the first time ever we're actually doing it in the same room with video. So... Yeah. You're going to see us looking at the camera, then looking up, then looking down, then looking up, and looking down. <laughs> so uh, bear with us. We're, yeah. we're new to this. It's logistics. But we've got all the gear, we start faffing around, and we're going to deliver some great content. So yeah, we're going to do eight games. We've decided to just sack off two. Well, Hugh decided to sack off two, and I can't bother to argue about Thank doing later, guys. Thank me later. We're not doing nil-nils anymore. If you draw nil-nil, you're officially cut from the pods, unless it's Arsenal Liverpool, then we'll probably do it. Big so, six yeah. favouritism biasness. Yeah, yeah. It turns out, Luton fans, you weren't vocal enough. You didn't listen to enough episodes, so you have been binned. Same with you for Luton Palace. Shame on you. We tried to give you content. It's true. It's true. They had to go. They got to go. <laughs> anyway, Arsenal go. two, Tottenham two. I'm not happy about this. You're not happy about it. I'm not happy about I think it. it's a good point against the you know top four rival. It's not a good point. It's a very bad point as an Arsenal fan. I'm very unhappy. Where do we start? To be honest, it was a the first half was a was a tale of two halves. Right, mm-hmm. we dominated arguably the first twenty five without doing too much. Had some chances. Thinking of Enketia through on goal. You know, we were really pressing them to death, and they were trying to play out from the back as expected. Mm-hmm. And I really thought going into this that them playing out from the back would be their downfall, you know. So many times this season we've had stodgy blocks, low blocks the whole time and it's trying to unpick the defence like Everton last week. And I thought if Tottenham play with their kind of... I forgot the word. If they play with their kind of their new way of playing, which is basically attack, 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 play out from the back, then I thought we were just going to slice through them. I thought it was good. They stuck to it though. Even when they did get caught out and make mistakes, they... They're a different Tottenham. They're actually positive mm. and they don't panic under pressure even when they do fuck up and make mistakes, which is interesting. They're what was noticeable was their midfield is a completely different beast compared yeah. to last year. Basuma and Pape Sar hurts me to show had a really good game. So I was very impressed with them. If anything, they dominated the midfield. And we'll come on to that second half, why. But... Yeah, it was a really, 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 really good first half. Very competitive. I think Tottenham may have edged it by the end. Um, went 1-0 up, right? Lovely own goal from Romero. What a finish at the near post, can I just say. <laughs> and it was all good, you know? We were bouncing. Yeah. Emirates was bouncing. You're thinking, right, here we go. Let's capitalise on that. And even going into like the 33rd minute, you're thinking, oh, Tottenham, they're, they're kind of going into themselves a little bit. And then I don't know what happened. They just turned it on, and suddenly there was relentless pressure against us. And to do be think, honest, do you, you think it was just coming? It was just a natural conclusion that Arsenal have a fast start. Bit. Yeah. Then they tail off for a bit. Start really strong in the second half. Tail off a bit. End really strong. 
you sort of play best around starts and ends. Of and you can't be on top from start to finish unless you're Manchester no. City. Let's be fair. And it was coming. That's the disappointing bit is that even when they equalised, it wasn't like a run against play. Up until that, they had two amazing saves from Raya. And then, yeah, they got their equaliser, which was very tasty. Lovely little turn by Madison on left wing. Callback for uh, Kunming Son. Love Son. Death finish, that wasn't it? It was a beautiful finish. Mate, it it's just hate. nice to see him back. I've got a good stat about Son. He's got five goals in six games this season. And last season, he got ten all season. So he's picked up the mantle of being that talismanic striker from Harry Kane. That's bloody love son. I'm not going to lie to you. I just think he's great. Yeah, I think it I... helps that he's Asian. And <laughs> that's it, really. That's my bias. But I really like him. I didn't like him this game. <laughs> but you respect him. I respect him. And like I said, they, they did deserve it. I mean, that Raya save, I don't know if you saw that off the line. It yeah, it was, it, was, it was unreal. I was it just like, unreal. I was like, well, we're not gonna... if we didn't concede before halftime, completely different game. But terrible time. I know it's very cliche, but it was a terrible time to concede um, for Arsenal. Unbelievably cliche. I guess that's that then. David Raya, third start in a row. Seems like he's now the go-to starting goal. Well, man at the pub made a very good point, as they usually do when it comes to football. Ramsdale got five games. So, arguably, Raya may get five games. And then Ramsdale may get five games. And there is the argument for consistency amongst keepers, which I get. Um, Let's not forget, Raya was the preferred option before we bought Ramsdale. Mm. So, right now, optics don't look great for Ramsdale, but he's just signed a new long-term contract. I don't think he's going to be playing second fiddle for long. And if anything, he needs a little kick up the bum because he was prone to a clang or two. But all this Ramsdale slander from the fan base is, is pretty upsetting, to be fair. Oh, yeah. It's fickle, mate. Fickle fans, fickle. you know. It is fickle. I feel like Arsenal fans are quite fickle at the moment. You've had it a bit too good last season, and you've forgotten all of that. Ramsdale was a great player last season. Maybe he was, mistakes, looks a bit ropey. He was but... the Premier League goalkeeper of the year. That's that's foolish. Is that is that accurate? Is that true? He got the little award, didn't he? That's so dumb. Why is that dumb? Because he was not the best goalkeeper last year. He wasn't even the top three. Who was top three? Allison was the best goalkeeper last Allison. year. Allison. Yeah. Allison. If you watched how bad we were and how many good saves he made for game, he was definitely the best goalkeeper. Then Leno outperformed his uh, expected goals the most. Then Edison, because they won the triple. Ramsdale was flapping around and beating his chest and being good, but not the best. I think Allison's a bit of a stretch. I just, I just can't. Can't get over how lucky we are to have potentially the best goalkeeper in the world. Because fuck me, we're shit. Anyway, <laughs> segue. Forget about that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Let's talk about some moments. Gabriel Jesus missed a few really good chances when you won nil up. Just one. Okay, well, just the one. He but it was it a very Madison. big. It was miss a big loss. Crucial time. I understand what he was going for. He was just going for the big pump. You know, nick the ball, just smash it past the keeper. You worried about him? You worried about Jesus no. and Nketiah? No. You've got to remember, we were down Martinelli on the left, and then Trossard was injured as well. So, we lacked a, a natural left-sided midfielder. Do you, though? What about Smith-Rowe? Weird that Smith-Rowe didn't play, but then also he's played like six minutes this season. Perfect start for him. Straight in. It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. It's a weird one, though. I didn't argue with the lineup. I thought the lineup, considering... We didn't have certain blows, especially on that left-hand side. I thought that was very fair. Fair enough. And Ketia, for all his endeavour, just isn't quite up to it. He's he's the best backup striker in the league. That's what he should be. Rotational. 
but he is, you know, in these yeah. situations. I still um, think we had a stronger front three than than Tottenham. It's not closer than you'd like it to be, though. Who's Tottenham have? Kulisevsky was very good this game, actually. Yeah. Son, obviously, was very good. Did they have a striker? Brennan Johnson was actually really yeah, good. Yeah, Brennan Johnson was off the yeah. left. So, if Son's a main striker, you'd have taken Son at Arsenal. If you'd had Son at Arsenal, you would have won the game. We would have won the game if it wasn't for Jorginho. Yeah, what do you think about that? Came on, got caught. This was the this was the old Jorginho where it's like if you want to beat Chelsea, just put a man on Jorginho and just press the shit out of him. And you will get rewards. You had so much time to do yeah, something. It that was pretty problem. bad. It's not like it wasn't like Madison where it was an, in an instant got nicked. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like he almost had too much time and he ended up just tripping over the ball. And to do that right after the pen, which was a pen, let's just not argue with that. It's definitely a penalty. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. I mean, it, it was, was like such a nice, smooth goal. Like, you barely had time to even think. It was one of them where you've scored, he's fucked up immediately, and then it's over. All that momentum is just gone. Yeah, that was it. It was a dampener. And then that 2-2, two -two, it was anyone's game. I think Declan Rice going off was a big loss, to be fair. And we didn't have Partey as well to come on. So What's the deal with Declan Rice? Is he injured? or Back injury, apparently. Bad? I don't know. I doubt it. He was on the bench for mm. the second half. Oh, at first, I thought he'd bowled it. Uh, so <laughs> there's no way he's asked to come off. And well, just couldn't hack it. it. Yeah, I was thinking didn't that. Fancy it. But he wouldn't do that. Apparently, it was a back injury, so we'll let him off. But you think of the midfield of Kai Havertz, Odegaard, and Jorginho, and you're like, yeah, I sense trouble. Yeah. Did Havertz come on in this game? Yeah, came on half. I think came on half. Is that 007? It is, but it's a silly thing, that, in my opinion. <laughs> is it? Oh, really? That's interesting. So, for a left-sided midfielder, it's quite weird to give him a 007. Look, mate, we give 007s to every single <laughs> big money attacking player now. Yeah. I mean, he'll come good. He'll come good. I've actually I'm really not convinced. I'm really not convinced. I'm I think, not convinced. I think, I think he's just bad. I think he's just bad. I don't know. He was so good against PSV. It's those kind of performances. But then you think there was PSV. Yeah. yeah. And it was a cameo. You know. He started. Didn't he? Okay, well, I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, it's just PSV, they're rubbish, so it's Peter Bosch. Peter Bosch is a rubbish manager. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this wasn't on Kai Havertz, this game, let's be honest. I think I think there was a bit of a hangover from the Wednesday Champions League victory. Definitely. I think if we had a full team, it's ifs and buts, though, isn't it? At the end of the day, we had what we had. And arguably, each, either team could have won it in mm -hmm. the second half. Um, but I think that's a testament to Spurs, annoyingly, that either team could have won it, where traditionally we, we smash them. In September, yeah, the their, their record away at Arsenal is appalling. I think it's one win in like 30 years. 30 years, yeah. So a point is pretty much as good as it felt get. like Spurs come away getting one over us, which ruined my weekend. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's what they say for top four. You draw away at your rivals and you beat everyone else. And that's what we've done. It'll be the good vibes game. continue, mate. With Ange yeah. at the wheel. Yeah, credit to them. They're a completely different team. And I said it at the beginning of the season. A lot of Spurs fans laughed at me when I said it. it was arguably they're better without Kane. Forget his goals and his contributions. If it all centres around one player, then you're not a good team. That's actually ludicrous, but you're right. Although Harry Kane has now got seven goals in the Bundesliga, so it doesn't count. Goal merchant. Goal merchant. Did you, did you see his performance against Bochum? They don't defend. I'm not going to lie. Some of some of that defending that game was unbelievable. Like his free ball for um, Sane's goal. I was just watching. I was like, what a free ball? It was just a massive gap. Oh well, yeah, that's like, what I mean. It was it was yeah. a free ball. Like, sense. Anyone could have made it. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, Harry Kane won a pass. I was like, okay, German football's leagues behind. But then, <laughs> so there you go. 
We move now to Sheffield United zero, Newcastle eight. <laughs> How the fuck has this happened? Like literally, there's there's just games that make no sense, and this is one of them. Newcastle have scored eight goals from eight different goal scorers. I haven't fact checked this. That feels like a record. That feels illegal. It feels illegal, and I just feel like this is it. That Sheffield United done. They're down now. You know, like last time, last season, Bournemouth lost to Liverpool at eight or nine nil, and they got rid of the manager, and that, and they turned it around. Yeah, this is not. This is not going to be. This is not going to be one of those times. I don't think Sheffield United look really bad. And I don't think they can do it because they just don't have a squad that's up to it. They've just sold all their best players. <laughs> yeah, they've got a worse squad than last season. They're getting absolutely battered now. They had that really awful defeat last minute to Spurs last weekend. Now this. How the fuck are you going to pick them up for next week? Like, they're done. I'm going early. They're relegated. It's over. I think Dream so. is over. I think this might be the worst batch of promoted teams we've had in, in, in recent memory. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what everyone's saying. It's the first time all three are just going to go straight down because they look noticeably worse than everyone else. I agree. I agree. I mean, Luton don't look up to it, but this is this is a damning defeat. They just walked all over him, didn't they? Newcastle. Yeah. I mean, it was a great game for a Newcastle fan, but it's just like, where do you even begin? I think the best player in this game was Anthony Gordon. Um, yeah, he was good. He's very annoying. I think everyone can agree with that. No one likes him, but he's got end product now, and he is genuinely dangerous. Like, he's burnt most of the right-backs he's played against this season. He was really good in the Under-21s World Cup as well. He was probably the best England player. I think he was one of the best players in the squad, wasn't he? Yeah, he might have even been player of the tournament, bar one or two. But yeah, he looks really good. I thought Harvey Barnes would just take that spot, but he seems to have made it his own as the sort of left left winger. And he got a good goal. His assist for the first goal was definitely not allowed. Doesn't really matter when you win 8-0, but just being pedantic... Shouldn't have counted. Doesn't really matter. I mean, when you when you go round a player and keep the ball in by giving it a little tap with your hand to keep it in, and then you square it to someone's score. That's called an Henri special, that. That's not legit. In in the era of VAR, that's impossible to understand. Yeah, I'm not sure how that how that stood. I thought if it, if it was a goal, if it's touch your hand, doesn't matter in what context. Well, exactly. And if it was in his box, that'd be a penalty. So how is it not an infringement? Omri special. Omri special. Inspiring <laughs> the kids. Irish fans won't like that. Reminder. We don't have any. It's fine. Um, I don't know where to begin with this. I mean, eight different goal scorers is absolutely mental, isn't it? It's very difficult to make notes on a game like this because after a while, you just think they just capitulated. Sheffield United have just yeah, capitulated. I think I about 5 0. Some of the goals I think they got that. riled up early on. And then, in fairness to Newcastle, absolutely ruthless stuff. 3 0 at half time and then score five more after the break. Is... Yeah. It's brutal. Fun stats. Trippier becomes the first player to get three headed goal assists. Very random, very curious <laughs> statistic. There you go. Well done, Kieran well Trippier. What a award. You can take that. To be fair, I'm distraught. I didn't put any Newcastle players in my fantasy team this year, this week. Yeah, it's going to be a tough week for anyone who didn't have Kieran Trippier in particular. A clean sheet, three assists. Imagine if he triple captained him. Like this would actually be a great game to play. 54 points plus a bit more for a clean sheet. Mm. Insane. Yeah. Extremely, extremely good. I, it's actually really difficult to pick someone out. I'm just going to pick out a Sheffield United player because it confused me. Why? Do you remember Jack Robinson? 
No. Okay, so he was Liverpool's <laughs> youngest ever debutant. He's a left back. He played like 16. I was like, oh. any 16 year old who plays for a first team, you're like, it's going to be great. Yeah. He was rubbish, it turns out. Clearly. <laughs> Moved to Sheffield United, and he did one of. One of the most Brexit like double challenges I've seen in the Premier League. Oh, it was good like, He destroyed someone. Game's and gone then mad. Got up, destroyed another person. Got yellow. Probably quite lucky, but just like, oh, it's funny. Sixteen-year-old fucking Robinson. It's all very confusing for me. I mean, but that's it, was, really. it wasn't really a yellow, was it? It was definitely a red. No, it's definitely red. No, game's gone soft. Out of control. Doesn't matter about what scoreline. What scoreline was it when that went in? Jeremy just lost his head. I think it was four 0 at that point, so yeah, it wasn't it. looking good. How do you pick up a team with any no loss? But then look at look at Bournemouth last year. They did change the manager. So what do you think? Is this the end of Paul Higginbottom's reign? Because we said it last week. He went on this big rant post game about like referees and the standard refereeing and you know all this stuff. And I always think when someone's getting like really rolled up and going conspiracy theory, it's probably a sign that it's the end of days. And after yeah, this, the optics don't look great. It's not looking good. Mm. Is it the end? Who do you bring in? Who would walk Chris into the cluster? Face? Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, bring him back. Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. Where is Wilder? Isn't he at Middlesbrough now? No, he's free agent. Got sacked. Got sacked as well. Get Neil Warnock in. That's what I say. He's I'd free. love to see that. Bring him back. Bring I'd him back. Love to see that. Yeah, eight 0 is a staggering defeat, but it's not that surprising. I think we spoke about Sheffield when they came up. They just sold their best players. Yeah, they're not here to to try and survive. Like they're here for the parachute payments, clearly. And yeah, I'm glad you put Paul Heckingbottom in there as well because I had no idea who their manager was. <laughs> I had no idea. I would say don't worry about it. He's not going to be there no. much longer. So. I recognise his name though. He's one of those perennial championship managers, isn't he? He really is. Yeah. Infamous name because it's so ridiculous. Heckingbottom. Like four syllables and to have it as Heckingbottom. Yeah, it's like Higginbottom. Yeah. That's what weird. I mean. Footballers always have a name like Heckingbottom or Higginbottom. Wow. It's a very football manager kind of That manager. feels, yeah, very like 2000s, you know. Just mm. a lot of those sort of lower... Premier League championship names just bounce around. Well, Heckin has been bottomed. <laughs> the guy's done. RIP. Yeah, well played, Newcastle. Do you think it'll kickstart their... I was about to say kickstart their season, but they've already kickstarted it. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I think they needed a big win because uh, they were pretty awful against Milan midweek. They had like one shot. They came for a draw, they got a draw. So, you know, sometimes it works. Right. But anyway... On to Anfield. Jack will be happy. Yes. Liverpool free. West Nick Allen. Antonio. What the fuck are you saying, mate? What are you saying now? Oh. Did you read his comments? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Absolute donkey. Did he say that? We're going to beat them? He said West Ham are going to finish above Liverpool and I think he could back himself to score. I could see that. I could never see that. I don't think it's ever happened before. Statman, we need a Statman. Statman, back that producer, yeah, producer. <laughs> Please fact check me. Feed it into our ear. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah. Talk he... us through it then. Go on. So you could pretty much copy and paste what I'm about to say for every Liverpool game this season. We started horribly. We gave away some really big chances. Allison had a really good save from a header, and then Antonio just missed a completely free header. Just missed the goal. And you're thinking at this point, you're like, I know this script. They're going to score first. Then we're going to struggle. We'll probably grind it out. But West Ham could have been 2-0 up within 10 minutes and they would have deserved it. So the David Moyes plan was working well. Sit back, counter, soak up the press. They had four midfielders 
So classic David Moyes, two lines of four with Bowen and Antonio as the sort of willing runners. And yeah, you're dangerous. Okay. Camera's just got really blurry. That's interesting. <laughs> See how this goes in the fucking editing room. Uh, <laughs> Not looking good. However, what I will say about Liverpool is that they now have a midfield, a midfielder in Spozlai that adds to the attack in a way that they didn't last season. And it's kind of brought the best out of a lot of those attackers. Salah was He's great. Player, Nunes was great. Diaz was great. Spozlai is excellent. Curtis Jones looks a much better player as well. I feel like Spozlai's just improved everyone around him somehow. He is so, so good. I didn't think he'd be this good, and I'm very grateful that he's here. And so with that firepower, you just think, we're just going to beat most of the teams we play. Um, we got a pen. I'm not going to lie, it's probably the most blatant pen I've ever seen in my life. Like the guy just chopped Salah. There was no, there was no deliberation. Everyone knew it. Referee was like, that's it. And Salah scored a penalty. Of course he did. No, actually, I say of course he did. He's missed quite a few. Smashed he? it down the middle. He's missed more than he scored recently, so that was nice for him. I guess he's still on pens. And then yeah, after that, it was pretty one-way traffic. Darwin Nunes missed a fucking great chance one-on-one. Just skied it. Literally just missed the goal by a mile. And then scored the most ridiculous volley after McAllister played the ball over the top. And this this pretty much sums up Darwin Nunes, I'd say. Like, he doesn't score the easy chances. But anything that's like a volley that he does have to think about, he'll bury it. But so far, one, eh? this season, he's looking better. He's looking more comfortable. And I feel like... He could be the number nine that we need, that we hope he could be. It's all there for him. If he can just get a bit more clinical, he's a very fun player. That was it, really. I'll leave you with this stat, because I love stats. David Moyes is a loser. And this is why. 72 games away in his career against the top four. Not Moisey slander again. He's never won away at the traditional top four. In 72 games, not one. That's pretty bad. Pretty much every other manager in the league has won away. Fucking Steve Cooper at Nottingham Forest has won away. You know, Deserby's won away. Teams that are comparable to him, and he's never won away. Not with Everton, not with West Ham, not with anyone. Let me ask you. What? Right. How many conference leagues have you won? <laughs> I don't know. We won the Intertoto once, and I don't know where that ranks. <laughs> That's probably comparable, a trophy that no one really wants, but we'll take it. So David Moyes is a winner. He's a European champion, right? He, he is a European champion, but when it comes to top four games away, he's not going to win. Statistically, he has a 0% chance of winning. I don't know. I reckon he could do it against Chelsea this year. Are we counting them as traditional top four? No. What is traditional top four? So traditional top four is Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester United and Chelsea. Chelsea has to happen this season. Oh, you, oh, I could see on traditional top four. No. I don't think we should use top fours anymore. No, but that it works for the stats because... It's actually a top seven. Yeah, but we can't quantify that because it's like that's the solidified top four. The big seven. Fair enough. The good, the bad. Over 20 years, he's never won away. Loser. He's, I don't like this Moisey slander. I'm back. Like Moisey <laughs> is... He's just so negative. I mean, no, but up until now, West Ham have been decent. They have, but they've also been playing with 20% possession and that will catch up with them. Not necessarily. They were set up to win here and they missed their chances and it cost them. They had some big chances. On another day, it could have been a proper smash and grab. It could have been a masterclass. But it wasn't. Do you know what I mean? If anything, you can't take away from him is that he's consistent. He is consistent. Consistently negative. 
We have to agree to disagree. But I mean, Liverpool, yeah, they're getting back into their pomp. And I feel like after last season, people just kind of rule out Liverpool as a contender. Yeah. But this is Liverpool 2.0. We're looking better now. I do not love the way that we do transfers, though. We've done it for a while. We buy a department. So this summer, we just bought midfielders. Last summer, we just bought attackers. Summer before, we just bought defenders. So it's just like, we just have to do it like this for some reason. I don't know why we do it like that, but I guess next summer we're going to be a complete team because we're going to buy all new defenders and it'll be fine. But we're two-thirds of the way there now. It's looking good. And I'm very happy that we've kept Salah. Most assists in the Premier League this season. Not greedy. No. He, he actually gets way more assists than you'd expect Yeah, for the reputation that he has in regards to his supposed selfishness. So, top player, will he stay, be on the summer next year? I doubt it and I'd be fine with him going next summer because it gives us time to line something up. I don't know who would replace him. It's really not my job. So mm, I don't think you can replace him. No, nah, I don't think we can replace him either, but we'll find a way. We'll find a way. Annoyingly, a player I really like is that Diaby guy at Aston Villa. I think he looks great. Mm. He's gone. Top player. But, know, you know, you could get maybe Simon, but let's just enjoy my while we can, eh? Let's just buy Matoma. I love Matoma. He's probably not even that good outside of Brighton, but who cares? Uh, stop buying Brighton players. We know it's a trap. We yeah. know it's a trap. Are they next? Is that a good segue? No, you fucking ruined it. With yes! One. My favourite <laughs> game of the weekend. AKA yeah. the Sean Dyche redemption story. Is it a redemption story? It's a redemption story. Is it? Let me tell you why. Why? Two teams have beaten Brentford at home last season. Which building? Building or Hayward? <laughs> oh, hi, Siri. <laughs> Sorry, we've got a third, the third host. Siri just jumping in. Get back in your box. <laughs> Not sure what happened there. But yeah, Brentford beat two teams. No, two teams beat Brentford at home last season. Arsenal, Newcastle. That's it. Two top teams. Two top teams. So, for Everton to come and do that takes some doing, you know? Nah, I'm going to bite in here. A week ago, Thomas Frank went on Sky Sports and dissected his tactics. Whose fault is that? Thomas Frank. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and now, right, free one Everton. <laughs> I don't know why, as a manager, you go on and talk about what you do as a manager and tactics. It's actually... You know? He literally up. broke it down. They had the big, you know, the big graphics out. He actually... Talking about why he does this and how his defence sometimes is five at the back, pushes up, two strikers... Even when I watched it at the time, I thought, I'm sure you're revealing a bit too much here, Thomas. But What's a moron? We're just well, going to ignore the blur. If it carries on blurry like this, then... YouTube's finished, isn't it? Yeah. Just people who watch it must think they're going to be... They must think they're fucked. You know? Like, proper blur. Yeah. No amount of HD is going to save this. No. <laughs> oh, every day is fun with podcasting, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> you buy all the equipment and yet somehow... It just decides to blur itself. It's my curse, man. I told you, electronics just don't yeah. agree with me. So, yeah, listen, he's a bit of a technophobe. Everything he touches just doesn't work. Internet, it's... games, computers. There was one period where he couldn't connect his computer to the internet for like a year. I still can't. Oh, you still can't? Okay. I've had to write off the laptop. Okay, well, that's ongoing. That's I know, I use it. I just, use it. I just use it as a coaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's a joke. I haven't even tried. I've given up on that one. I don't blame you. Um, anyway, back to the Sean Dyche masterclass. It was a masterclass. Everton were a lot better. Now, give me a reason why that's the case, Joe. Well, 
I think, unlike against Arsenal last week, they actually tried to win, which was a great start. They so didn't just that, give up. That helps. Yeah. It does help. They played about 20 yards higher, so they went back to basics. They had one big man in Beto up front. They had great runners, but they moved everything much closer to the Brentford goals. So when they got the knockdowns, they were within the kind of range to do something, whether it's have a shot or play someone in, as opposed to just winning the ball in the sort of centre circle and then just losing it immediately. So they were much more aggressive. They played in a way that made the most of set pieces, as you'd expect from Everton. Tarkovsky was excellent, both defensively and offensively. And this was this was a true victory made in Brexit Burnley, inspired by Tarkovsky, McNeil and Sean Dyche. He knows what he likes, and it was great to see. Takora was great. When he's great, he's great. Mm. Calvert-Lewin came on and scored a nice goal after a big mistake um, set up by James Garner. And yeah, it was just one of those things where Everton haven't been playing as bad as it looks statistically. Like their XG was high. Oh, no, they have. It's just that they played Neil Mope for the first four games. And now they've got Beto. He's bigger. He's better. And he's exactly what Sean Dyche needs. He's a Chris Wood. They found two Chris Woods now in DCL. So they've got Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood. It's all it's a bit it's off there now. DCL to Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes. But that's his role. Big man, wins a knockdown, scores some goals. There was a time where people spoke about DCL, like one of the best strikers in the league. The fall from grace is it's outrageous. But I'm glad he got on the score sheet. Good for him. Yeah, he's back on the score sheet. Had a little nibble with the Everton fans after. Just saying, like, last week they beat me, now they cheer me. It's funny, isn't it, football? Who said that? DCL. DCL. Mm. They're booing DCL. They did last week when he came off. It's a bit fucking harsh, isn't it? It's a bit unnecessary <laughs> for their sort of their main hope. Don't help themselves these Everton fans by being negative, do they? No, they don't. They don't. But yeah, a great win for Everton. They really needed it. And honestly, I feel confident that Sean Dyche is going to keep them up because we know who's going down. Sheffield United, Luton and Burnley. So it's yeah, fine. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. They are so much better than all three of those teams. But on this performance, up until now, they've been pretty comparable, haven't they? Oh, they've been awful. They've been awful. But I think buying Beto as a backup striker to Calvert-Lewin or a rotational or even a 4-4-2, I honestly think it's so important because like, they just they just don't have to play Neil Mope ever again. He's so, just so bad. It's a very Everton signing, Mope. He is not that good, definitely overpriced and doesn't really contribute anything. No, he's just a bit of a twat. Yeah. Yeah. He is. And this is, I honestly think... 90% of why Brighton had a bad XG or a good XG but bad goals was because they played Neil Mopé. Yeah. Everywhere he goes. I feel like he was the last signing of like, like their old star and then they just went up a gear. Yeah, just they were like, should we, incredible players. should we score some players who score yeah. goals? Should now? we sign like Evan Ferguson? Yeah, should we just stop fucking around and actually yeah. be a serious football team? Let's, just, let's talk about Brighton. But let's take a break first. We'll yeah. be back. Let's sort out this video. Let's sort out this video. Unless it needs sorting out, who knows. And then we'll do some Brighton stuff because we love Brighton. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, not goodbye. We'll see you in a second. from the Backseat Football Podcast. We are talking about Brighton, because Brighton are great. Brighton 3, Bournemouth 1. Wait, what? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I was just going to start talking really loudly, but you know what? I can't be asked. Yeah, I've had a word of few because he's been, been a little mouse in the first half. Sorry, guys. I'm being a bit shy today. 
So I'm going to talk louder because that's what the algorithm likes is people talking loudly with yeah. outrageous opinions. The key is to be loud and yeah. outrageous. And you know what? It's actually true. No one's going to watch that first half because I was just being too Yeah, We need you in, in good form. We need you just rolled up. No you know reason. what it is about Brighton and Hove? It's full of gays. <laughs> what? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's factually accurate. That's why I I'm don't... worried about where this is going, though, because <laughs> I'd really like to keep this part. But... <laughs> That's why I support Bournemouth over then. It's more straight people there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> cool. okay. okay. Let's see if the algorithm enjoys that. Yeah. Full disclaimer, we both hate Yeah, that is true. I would never move, I would never move to Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> You've offended Brighton fans and Bournemouth fans. Yeah, exactly. In what, less than a minute. Strong. Yeah. Let's see if we can keep that up. So, no, stop it. <laughs> Brighton went behind. They did. And very, very astute of you. <laughs> Please tell me, what was the goal like? Great play from Christine. <laughs> Oh, oh. Popped over to it's a great finish great finish unbelievable the way from home who would have thought not me thinking, not, not me either <laughs> you know maybe there was a hangover Brian so shot lost to was it Athens yeah AK Athens 3-2 at home there? you don't expect that what happened there Ansi Fatty full debut went to shit. Get rid of him, send him back. He's Rip. a fraud. He's a fraud. Unbelievable. Um, but I feel like Brighton always win 3 1 or 4 1. They actually do. Yeah. Every game this yeah, season. Pretty much. Is it actually? I think it is. Yeah. Wow. They've either won or lost every game 3 1 or 4 1 this season. I'd be happy with that. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. Like, they, I think they've scored the second most goals this season so far. They're third in the table, five wins out of six. Best ever start to a Premier League season. They played shit in the first half. They did. Um, as, as you so eloquently uh, described the Bournemouth goal, it was uh, the Brighton goalie, not Jason Steele, whoever the other one is, the new one. Oh, the... That one. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he was teasing them. He was like, come get the ball, come get the ball, so I can do the trap. And then he actually just gave the ball straight to Christie and just got chipped by Sanankia to an open goal. So it doesn't always work trying to be clever, but it's all part of the process, you know. Two seasons ago, three seasons ago, we would have been like, what an embarrassing philosophy. And now everyone's just like, it's fine. It's part of the process. You accept that sometimes you're going to leak really bad goals. And then they brought Matoma and they just proceeded to absolutely destroy Bournemouth. He pretty much single-handedly destroyed them. He got the ball and he basically ran through two He got the ball and he scored. And he scored with the outside of his foot when... There was no angle. He was so close to the goal. He is, when he's on form, he is a top, top player. He's so direct. It's actually, it's just too much. Like, there's there's always been a rule in football. If you just run at people, it's very disconcerting trying to defend it. Like He has got that kind of, he's a very good judger of space. Yeah. Especially at high speeds. Um, it's almost like he knows, he does know. He knows exactly kind of the touch that he needs to take. You know, it's like when it's really hard to explain, especially after a beer, but he'll touch the ball the perfect amount of kind of distance away from him so that he'll be able to then touch the ball around a, a player. It's, so it's all very deft. Like he's running, but he's not just running. He's actually 
He's calculating he's how much calculating distance he needs to knock the ball through his next and predicting what the defender's going to do in real time, which is truly impressive. The problem I have with Brighton is it's just, it's just not enough straight people. Oh my god! <laughs> Let us out of this section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Green Party just ruining that city. Yeah, it's outrageous. <laughs> How dare they? Fucking outrageous! <laughs> trying to get rid of cars, <laughs> late, Brighton. Honestly, yeah, all those wind farms. Trying to get clean energy. Just... Give me gas. I, I gas. see one more rainbow flag. I just don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm Game's gonna... gone. Have to fucking write about it on the Daily Mail forums. <laughs> How do I accept this? It's one of my favourite places to be. Mm. In amongst the toxicity, just soaking it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I have, I have potential as a right wing. You do because it's Twat. actually surprisingly easy. Cause you just say things that are really fucking offensive. Yeah. The it's thing like is, reason. it's like if I kept that up, there might have been five people that'd be like, "He's right, you know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is just jumped. Yeah. We're like, "Oh dear, guy." <laughs> That's what he's talking about. Yeah, finally someone's saying it. Maybe we should have just done that from the start. What, just new personas, right-wing activists? Yeah, just go against everything we were ever taught in pursuit of clout and traction. They do say you have to sell your soul to make it, so it's one of them. Maybe we start doing those Illuminati symbols, you know, the... Sure. What's it, Bauhaus? It's one of these, isn't it? I sell my soul. If anyone's bidding, Hughes up. Yeah, 100 subs and um, you can have my soul. <laughs> no guess. Again, road, road to 100 subs. Now, Bournemouth. Not very good at football, I'd say. Haven't really started this season, if I'm being honest. Nah, I think all of that faff around getting a new manager, oh, new personality, yeah. oh, they're going to be so high-pressing, they're going to be so hard to play. Actually, just very, very much the same. As same, before. same, same, but different. But it's a bit more continental than Gary O'Neill, and we all love it, a bit of excitement. It is, but it's also less effective. Yeah, Gary like, O'Neill's doing bits over with, with Wolves. Well, well he's not doing bits with Wolves. He was doing bits last they, season. They look... We're not even covering Wolves, so, you know, sorry Wolves. But they're looking all right this season, in my opinion. They've just been unlucky. Mm. Um, can't say the same for Bournemouth. Although Bournemouth did look okay for about 10 minutes, Sam. Yeah, but we like to do that. We like to give everyone a good 10 minutes of fun. True, true. You know, we're quite I like how you said they were getting banged at the Amex. Yeah. yeah, they were getting banged. Getting banged. At the Amex. It's just like Brian. It's just like Brian. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh, just just the topsy-turvy nature that is Chelsea and Brian and their relationship. Chelsea sold Billy Gilmore. I said at the start of the season, Billy Gilmore probably replaced Caicedo because I don't know of any other defensive midfielders. And he is playing great this season in that defensive midfield role. He is. Just knocking the ball around, being a bit of a deep line playmaker. Caicedo struggling a bit within Chelsea as well. And you think that just sums it up. Like Brighton got 111 million for Caicedo. They spent about four of it on Billy Gilmore. And they're no worse. Arguably they got better again. So my point is this, don't do business for Brian because they're too good. They're a system team, don't get fooled. Although McAllister's doing all right at Liverpool. But then he's not excelling. He's not as good, though. He yeah, is good, but yeah. he's not as good. Is there one Brian for Trossard? Trossard is much better. Probably maintained. Ben White is better. Ben White, yeah. It so can be done. Brian players should just come to Arsenal. It can only be done at Arsenal. Right. Otherwise, it's impossible. But in regards to Brighton and Chelsea, what you're saying is, is Brighton are the top and Chelsea at the bottom. 
Yeah, very much so. I'd say so. Yeah, okay. Brighton are the the dominant, the, the dominant, dominant one. The yeah, and yeah. Chelsea are the the, the subdominant, the little twink. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. George. So on to Twinkie behaviour. Chelsea nil. Aston Villa one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to this, but now I just it's almost like it's like Harry Maguire. Chelsea. Well, it's gone on it's, too long. It's gone now. on too. It's not even funny anymore. I mean, it is. But... It is funny. And they lost again. Chelsea nil. Aston Villa one. Great stats. Hugh doesn't agree with all these stats, but I'm just going to throw them out there. And can someone just fact check me? Correct yeah. me. I dare you. Correct me. I dare you. Prove him wrong. Prove him wrong. Because I don't believe this. Like this first one, I don't believe. Enzo Fernandez. How many games has he won since joining Chelsea where he's played? One. One game. Don't know about this. The games Chelsea have won, he hasn't played. I don't know about this. I just... He joined in January. It's September. I know. I know. No. But don't forget Frank Lampard was in charge and they were absolutely diabolical. No, that's true. They only won about four games last season from January. They are in relegation form right now, which is quite shocking. Here's some other great stats. Chelsea have won the fewest games in the Premier League in 2023 of anyone, including Leeds, Southampton and Leicester. That's fucked up. Right? <laughs> That's fucked up. They all went down. That's fucked up. It continues. They've scored 38 goals in the Premier League in 2023, four more than Everton who were last. And Everton are truly the worst team I think we've ever seen this season, last season. They're competing for just absolute trash, aren't they? But then this is this is just reverting to the norm for Chelsea. You know, pre-2005, they were just a cup team. You think this is it? It's finally happened. Like, that deal with the devil has finally collapsed. I feel like Bowley and Clear Lake and Egg Barley just view it as, as a commodity. They don't yeah. buy these players with a purpose. They buy these players to increase the value of the club. But I, I just don't think they've managed to do any of that. I don't think there's one player they've bought who's worth more than they bought them for currently. No, yeah, it's true. They've massively overpaid, but I guess as an asset, Chelsea now are worth more. I mean, what's the angle here? I don't even know. Do they know. really think they're improving the team at this point? Did they learn nothing from last season? I mean, the team is just... You know, Enzo Fernandez is like a marquee player, isn't it? He brings the profile up. Arguably, Chelsea have a bigger profile now. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't Kante, who was a much bigger profile, I think, than any of their players... As for Luqueta, international. There's probably others. Funny. They're buying players with potential and potential resale value, aren't they? That's yeah, the, but uh, every game, that resale value goes down. They're not going to make any money on They're certainly not going to make money on Caicedo, that's for sure. They won't make money on Enzo, Caicedo. Who else they bought? Adeshile, they might make money on. They might make. Augusto, maybe. Mudrick, definitely not. Absolutely not. It's just... It's all just pointless, really. This was just a pointless thing that they've done. If they had not touched it, they'd be in a better state. If they bought no players, yeah. like zero, they'd be in a better credit, state. They've sold really well. I think they raised like over 200 mil in sales this summer. Let's not forget that. That's way better than any other big team. But yeah, but they've sold their cost, core players. They've just got worse. It's like any team could make 200. Liverpool could just go, we're going to sell Salah, we're going to sell Van Dijk, we're going to sell Alisson, we're going to sell them all. Well, let's list them out, right? You've sold Pulisic, Loftus-Cheek, yeah. Havertz, Mount. There's more. Kovacic. Azpilicueta. Azp. Kepa's gone on loan. Kepa's gone on loan. There's more. There'll be more. There's always more. 
There's more. That's seven, though. That's seven key players that they've lost. Edward Mendy. Kante's gone. Kante, nine. That's basically half their, well, way more than half of their Champions League team. Yeah. So that's pretty insane. And when you do that... Lukaku's gone. No, yeah. Not that yeah, that doesn't really matter. But do you know what I mean? I know this is this is a dumb, dumb thing to say, but anyone knows that that much kind of turnover and stuff in any business can yeah. cause problems, right? Football's not impervious to that. If I lost half of my team tomorrow and I got a whole new shiny new young team in with potential, it would take months to sort it out. Yeah. It would take months 100%. to get to the same level that they were at regardless of any other aspects. So they just fucked it, really. They actually have fucked it, though, because now they'll probably have to pivot and start buying really experienced players at a premium to fill the void of the premium players they sold on the cheap. It's all just a mess. I don't like Chelsea, so I enjoy it. But it is like mm. it is getting a bit embarrassing now. Like, but the thing is, there's a pattern. They play well. They get a good XG. They look like they deserve to win. Yeah. And then they lose. Yeah, yeah. Then they lose because they played well this game. They had most of the chances for the first first half. Really, Sterling was a bit greedy. Missed a few. Nicholas Jackson. Nicholas Jackson wonderful. is just preseason. Nicholas Jackson really, really yeah, raised expectations. He, he did trip us a bit, didn't he? Because he was looking so good. Not me. <laughs> yeah, he, he tricked me. I was like, oh, God, this guy, who is this guy? He's got like six goals in two games. Yeah, uh, he looked good. He looked good. But now he's got five yellow cards in six games and he's bad for a game. Yeah, for descent as well. It's all going wrong for Poch. Poch is looking well out of his depth. What do you think? Up. Chelsea moves getting bad. Lots of booze. Toxic. Do you think Poch is. Poch. How many more losses until Poch is in danger? Because they've got one point so far. Poch isn't the problem, just like Potter wasn't the problem, though. The problem is also Chelsea fans from 2005, notoriously strong at Stamford Bridge. You think of Mourinho mm-hmm. all the way through to really the start of Tommy Tuchel's reign. They would always win at the bridge. I know. It's a tough game. So we'll and now it's just no, anyone, it's expected. Anyone could win. If you look at... I remember Arsenal, like, we, would concept, we would always lose. And yeah. then we beat them like 1-0 once. It was like maybe three years ago during the pandemic. And that was just, if you look at their form against the top six in the last three years, shocking. At home, I mean. Yeah. Whereas lost before, all of that order so the, that they the, have. The, the, the malaise, the decline, however you want to call it, happened way before, way before this season or last season. It just hasn't been addressed. And all this influx of new players and players leaving, it's just not going to help, is it? I just don't understand how you fix it. You don't? There's always an easy choice, which is just keep firing the manager until something, something works. Well, Chelsea used to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and it worked. But they could retain the players. I mean, yeah. They've now bought, they've... They've bought about 50 players. They're on the third manager in a year. And they're like 16, 50? Fourth um, manager in a year? Fourth manager in a year? Tuchel, Potter, Lampard, Potch. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Are we going to count Bruno? Because he did manage one game. Five, technically. Go on, then. Yeah, go on, then. Go on, then. Go on, then. <laughs> so it's not looking good. We haven't even spoken about the game. Was it a red card? I'm going to say no, to be honest. I, honestly, it was no different from um, Jack Robinson's challenge. It was a bit... It was, you know what? Because it, it was rough. on the ankle, right? It always yeah. looks worse when it hits him on the ankle. Right? It was a bit naughty, but... Yeah, it was just unnecessary, I'd say, more than anything. Just a really stupid thing to do. And I feel really silly because I gave him a lot of credit last week saying that he was really good. And I've learnt my lesson. I will not praise any more Chelsea players with fake praise. Oh, you should. Because maybe they'll just continue. And their <laughs> run of games, Chelsea coming up now is shocking. Yeah. They could be in the relegation zone. 
by the time we get to the end of October. Wouldn't even surprise me. No. If they go to the Championship, I don't think they'll be bouncing back up. Well, I, can't I, don't know talking, but... I can't believe we're talking like they actually could go to the championship. It's just like their form is so bad. They're so lucky that the rest of the relegation candidates are dog they shit are, this year. They are truly. Not like last year. Truly. God. Anyway, shout out to Villa. They played well. Didn't play that well, to be honest, but played well enough to get the win. Emi Martinez was the best player. He was. You know, what, what do you think about a good Emi Martinez performance? He saves a lot of stuff. Shithouse. Shithouse. He Shit did a little fist pump yeah, as well at one point. Pump. Just giving it like, yeah. Good saves though. Good goalie. He's very, very good. And he looks big. I know it's a very simplistic thing to say, but a lot of goalkeepers look small. He oh, looks massive. He's a big lad. He's a big lad. Like, he's very imposing. But he's also just like muscular and just big. Yeah. You know? But like, he's just a very imposing thing. And when he's on form, just, you just can't see him being beaten. No. He was good. Ollie Watkins scored the winner. I don't really like Ollie Through Ray's legs as well, eh? Yeah, well, he had his first shot saved, and then he scored the rebound through Ray's legs. And Raya? Not Raya. Oh, who is he? Sanchez. Sanchez. Oh, they've got Sanchez now, haven't they? Yeah, oh. sorry. Yeah, I always get those two confused, because Brighton Brentford goalies, who both moved to London clubs. Same person, really. Yeah, I mean, I like Ollie Watkins. That's why I kept him in my FPL. He come good you for me. You did well. He come good for me today. Yeah, Sanchez. Sanchez is just meh. It's a weak goalie. Meh. It's not really it. He's a system player. Yeah. Chelsea haven't learnt nothing. <laughs> they have learnt nothing. What if has he ended up as first choice? How much money have they given to Brighton? Maybe in, maybe just under two hundred mil since last year. Over two hundred mil. Graham, Graham Potter was like what twenty mil? Twenty mil. Kukurea was like sixty. Oh, I forgot about Kukurea. Yeah. Well, over two hundred then. So that's one hundred ninety-one with Caicedo immediately, plus all the backroom stuff. That's over two hundred. And then Sanchez is about 20. So yeah, 250. <laughs> Tony Bloom, masterclass. Absolute masterclass. The Don. Daddy Bloom. Right, we're moving on. Enough Chelsea slander. Man City 2, Forest. Oh, I can't be bothered, mate. What's the point? Yeah, this was over after 15 minutes. How boring. How boring. No one likes you, Man City, because you're too good. It's boring. Yeah. It's like when you play FIFA on semi pro. And you win every game 5 0. Well, and you're like, so many pros, like amateur now. Yeah, and you're just like, I'm not even having fun anymore. Football is not fun for you. You're too good and you're making it not fun for everyone else. You're just, you're bullying us. You're ruining the product, man. Yeah. It's not even funny. You go, man, you lose your most influential midfielder in 46 minutes. And you just carry on. Just carry on. Hunter is the most disgusting part. Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's talk about the red card because it's the main talking point. It was red. It was red. Silly boy. Very. Fun. Massive overreaction from Morgan Gibbs White, but what do you expect him to do in that situation? Do you know what I mean? Don't give him the excuse. And also, Rodri would have done the same. He no, would have gone straight down. Gotcha. gotcha. Oh. The only take Apparently, Rodri's going to miss the Arsenal game, though. So I'm fucking buzzing for that. Feeling good about that? It's the only, it's the only hope we've got if Rodri's not playing. He is. They'll still win. They will still win. <laughs> They'll still win. But Calvin Phillips will probably have to play, I guess. Or a big Pope drop Sitch. off. Big, big drop off. Yeah, it does make it a bit more interesting, but. That's the only happy takeaway for it. It's just mental, isn't it? They're just too good, Man City. It's yeah. a joke. They weren't even that good in this game. But it's just like, now that they don't concede any goals, and they always score within 10 minutes or 15 minutes, there's really no point playing the rest of the game. I feel like everyone would just be happy. Just 2-0, cool. We try our best. Yeah. That's it. Save the fitness. That's the thing. Forrest just weren't brave enough. They were defeated even after Rodri went off. You say that. 
but I've got more great stats. I've got so many stats for this episode. I had time. You reading that stat? In 271 Premier League matches for Pep at City, they've had less shots than the opposition 11 times. That's it. So they dominate everyone. They always have more shots than everyone. This was the 12th time that the opposition had more shots. So Forest were positive. They had more shots than City. They weren't very good shots, but they did have chances. They did at least try and go for it after they went um, a man up. Didn't really make a big difference, but they just... <laughs> <laughs> Burnley nil. Man United, I'm sick of it. Like, oh. As if we're clinging on to a stat. Like, oh, Forrest had more shots. Yeah, Forrest had more shots. <laughs> that XG was good. I'm not fucking having it. Fuck City, all right? I hate it. I hate it, right? Okay. Yeah, fucking shit. I yeah. hope they go down. I wait. I wait for the FFP verdict. Oh, they'll get out of it as well. Yeah, they will wriggle out of it. You know yeah. they will. You it's know they will. It's already wriggled out. Let's go on to the more fun side of Manchester, right? Burnley nil, <laughs> United one. Potential banana skin for Manchester United, but they come away with the three points, and yeah. they needed that. They God, needed. they needed that after a very tumultuous week on and off the field for them against uh, Pep Guardiola acolyte, who's doing absolutely dog. <laughs> he's doing terribly in the prem. I wonder how long um, company's got before they give him the beat yeah I don't know about that one well, they really backed him didn't they they bought a lot of players up. yeah do you know what they didn't buy though what the goal scorer <laughs> classic band who's their striker I don't know exactly I don't know their team anymore no no they have some good players but they have no one who scores goals basically and that is a really big problem I feel like honestly there's such a dearth of good strikers that's why Forrest are going to be fine they've got Alan Eadie Anyone with a good striker is going to stay up. It's basically the rule. Because there's so few of them. Mm. Burnley don't have any. They've got Lyle Foster. That's their main oh, man. I don't even know who that is. Never heard of him. No. He sounds like a championship player to me. He really does. He has got Che Adams written all over him. Yes. Yeah. Just that's, average. That's, eight, that's eight pigeonholing, but yeah. I, I have to agree. I did see Fernandes' goal. That was lovely, that. What do you think about it? It was a good goal. It's pretty nice. It's a good Channeling goal. is uh, Robin Van Persie. Is he the best attacking midfielder in the, in the league? No. 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 And even if he is, no one likes him, so no. he can never be. Hate him. He's got an annoying face, and he's only good when he decides to play football and stop crying, which is not very often. It's hard to love, but I understand. When I was in Lisbon, actually, last week, he's come from Sporting Lisbon, hasn't he? Hasn't he? Sorry. Yeah. Has he? I think they're called Sporting Portugal. Up there. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's very yeah. assumptuous. Sporting Portugal? Well, so here we could just be like. So I Google that because I actually have not a clue. But I so remember we're just gonna be like. We just call them Sporting Lisbon because they're in Lisbon. They call Sporting Portugal. There you go. Yeah, look. What Sporting Club de Portugal? We just call them Sporting Lisbon. <laughs> anyway, tangent well, over. It's a good bit of. They they right? love him. So I guess the takeaway from that is is if he does play for your team. It's like a siege mentality, you know, you, you back him. Well, yeah, I can relate. We had Luis Suarez. He was he's, just a deplorable person. He is a Luis Suarez kind of player. And you're like, I'm so glad we've got him on our team. But they need a wonder goal to be Burnley. That's the worrying thing. Yeah. It wasn't great, but they, they got it done. They got the job done. And Johnny Evans made his 200th appearance. No one saw that coming. Asked me a year ago. Their back four was what? Evans? No. Lindelof, Regulon, yeah, and Dallow. That's so Chris and Onana. And Onana. You know, what's going on there? Yeah, from David De Gea, Luke Shaw, Varane, 
probably Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire or Lissandro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lissandro. One Bissaka. What a fucking drop off that yeah. is. But United are on their knees. There's a lot of pressure on Ten Hag this one. But then there was this time last season. So yeah. I'm not going to. Let's talk about it before we sign off. The Rashford slander. Where do you stand on this? Man United fans basically hate Rashford at the moment because he, he doesn't track back, but he's never tracked back. It seems it's like one a hard of them, stick to beat someone with when that was never his game anyway. It's one of them where if he's not scoring every game, then it's very easy to criticise him. We do love effort in England. We we value effort above skill mm. and output. So, well, if, you're, if there's no output, then it has to be effort. Exactly. The minimum expectation is effort, and then the truly elite players are effort and skill, you know. Mm. So, in the absence of scoring any goals and being quite selfish, also not tracking back, you're like, he's not paying for the club. I get it. It would annoy me. Would it? Because, yeah, because it's like you only accommodate like players like Neymar Messi because they guarantee you goals. Surely Rashford for United should be in that bracket. Yeah, but if you look at his record over the last like six months, it's pretty bad. He's not scored many goals since he got his contract. No, but he went for a purple patch, you know. Exactly. But he's not a consistent goal scorer. Yeah, exactly. So, does but it... it's not all on him. Like, why is no one scoring goals? True, but he's the only one. He's on like four hundred k a week. So, Sancho's also getting a lot of stick. The less said about that, the better. I do get it. I just don't. I just feel like everyone should have to track back. If you don't track back, you're not really, you're not really doing your bit. I feel like it's like an English thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But it's like all the best teams. Everyone's working really hard. Mm. If you have an elite team who works as hard as a shit team then there's nothing you can do. The only reason shit teams be good teams is because they all work harder. They try. They're a better unit. It's the only real way. I think it's harsh still, but I understand. Like When, when the going gets tough, people get testy, and it's a very tough yeah. time for United right now. Like, I don't see them competing like they were last year. I just don't know if they look any better than they did last year. I think they look worse. They look a lot worse. Anana seems extremely bad at goalkeeping currently. He'll get used to it. Yeah, I knew he'd bring the fun, but I assumed there'd be good stuff mixed in it as opposed to just being quite bad. He's just not a very good goalie yet. Yeah, because he was really good in the Champions League final. I saw it. He was really good for Inter against Man City. Just needs time. They all do. You know, Mason Mount his time. Hoyland will come good. He looks pretty good. Ah, he's rubbish. Hoyland? He's going to be a flop. No. He's going to be a flop. No, I watched him against us. He looked really good. Didn't score, though. It causes trouble. Doesn't matter. It's all about output at Man United, I think. I don't know. Agree to disagree. And on that note, (laughs) we're going to leave it. There's two games that we didn't talk about. Luton 1, Wolves 1, Palace 0, Fulham 0. Nothing to say. Rubbish game. Send them all down. We're so keen for that one-hour cutoff. So thank you very much for listening. It's good to be back. Yes. If you have any questions or you want us to fact-check me, you can email us on fromthebacksequelpodcast at gmail.com. Socials. Send us hate. Send us hate. Send us hate. We'll send it back. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.